Previously on Nerd Talkalypse Podcast. Weird. I didn't realize. Like, I was kind of drunk when we watched this, but. Oh, dude, I was I was already passed out. Yeah. So, um, you you have more of a mem- recent memory of it, but I didn't realize they were fighting poop monsters. Pretty bizarre. I am shit man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. I am shit man. Is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. What is up, nerd enthusiasts, and thank you for joining us for episode 69 of the Nerd Talkalypse podcast. 69? <laughs> yep. And so That's what uh, we're going to do after this episode. Damn straight. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into things here. We don't have any nerd news, but I have a couple things here right at the top. Um, we have a, uh, a couple of podcast shout-outs. That reminds me, i got to bring this thing up real quick. We have a couple of podcast, or one, one podcast shout-out in particular... And that is my new buddy Robert Slavinsky. Um, he's a pretty awesome dude. We have very similar interests with him, and he is the host, one of the hosts of the Remote Control Podcast, a podcast about film, TV, video games, and more forms of entertainment. Um, they're from Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys are awesome. Really cool dudes. Uh, I just listened to their show tonight. You know, it was, it was informative. Um, but they talk about a lot. They talk about music. Why is it called the Remote Control Podcast? Unsure. I didn't. I haven't talked to him about why it's called that. We but. should like call. It, we should change ours to the Sports Podcast. Let's <laughs> still talk about the same stuff. <laughs> yeah, that would be very intriguing. Oh, no, I, well, okay, I understand. Remote Control TV shit like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Remote Control in any in any aspect, but the dude the dude is a massive Star Wars fan. Like m- maybe more so than me, but he he. Uh, is very much he's he loves kevin smith just about as much as i and you do but would you suck kevin smith's dick would i yeah he would probably suck mine why would he suck yours he just likes to suck dick kevin smith does he says he he says he'll suck people like he said i just listened to fat man on batman tonight and he was like i would suck that dude's dick like just randomly well if he thinks you're a good person he'd he'd suck your dick just the way it is well you are the pinnacle of good You probably just do it simply because I love him so much. Get that soup can of a cock in your pants too. The soup anyway, can of a cock. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, for the non-nerdy recommend or nerdy and non-nerdy recommends, uh, I've got a review here. I, w- I thought it was going to be a clip, but it's not. I'm gonna I'm gonna breeze over this quick review from our buddy James Allison, who uh, no, you guys would know him as Brandon Allison. Uh, he sent me a review from of. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, the new the new game that came out. So I'm going to read this verbatim uh, for the most part. I'm not going to go all, like, all crazy because it's a pretty long review here. But Jesus. I know. So he says, hello, Brandon here for the review yeah. of Marvel vs. Right. Capcom. <coughs> I'm going to summarize. It was good. Let's continue. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much loved no, it. No, I'm just kidding. Well, he was going to record all this. So uh, basically he told me to get in here and just be like, you know, this game is really, really solid. I mean, he gave it overall, he gave the game a solid 8.75 out of 10 for reasons that we don't need or that we don't get some of our beloved X-Men characters and quite possibly will not get them 
will not get them either. The game's 30-player roster feels kind of small, and the story is sort of predictable. Overall, Marvel fans are... So in a Marvel versus... That means there's only 15 per... Yeah. That's cr- that is small. So uh, overall, Marvel fans or fighting game fans in general should pick this game up. This game, uh, this is a game if you want to get uh, friends over and settle a debate on who's better in the Marvel universe, Iron Man or Captain America. Here's a way to settle. Or if you are a huge fighting, or yeah, if you're a huge fighting game fan and want something uh, new to play and learn, this game is it. I personally love this game, and I think this game will surely get overlooked, but hopefully uh, with this review, you'll pick it up. Uh, there is a lot more here. I'll just post it on the on the Facebook page. You guys can read the full thing. Um, and uh, he said, thanks for taking this time to listen to the review. Hope you really enjoy the game. He surely has. And to let these or let us know what you think of the game and subscribe to Nerdtalkless Podcast. So that's all uh, fine and dandy. Thanks, Brandon, for that review. He also told me, uh, Lane, that when he comes down in December that he wants to play this game with us and kick our asses. I've never played it. So, <laughs> so that's that's what he told me yesterday. So we can... Well, move. it looks like I'm going to buy it and I'm going to have to get really fucking good at it and I'm going to have to stop you. He said, definitely don't learn from the de- from the demo. It's not worth it. Tell him to play, we'll play fucking Tenkaichi 3. I'll show him what's a fighting game. <laughs> Uh, and then last but not least, the uh, Funko Pop contest is still underway till October 12th. Just head over to iTunes or Stitcher or our Facebook page. We're now accepting reviews on our Facebook page, and that <coughs> will be counted toward the Funko Pop contest. You can win a Gladiator Hulk Funko Pop from Thor Ragnarok. If you send us pictures of your boobs, you'll win. <laughs> the, uh, the winner will be chosen at random on Monday, October 16th during that day's during that night's episode so most of you guys won't hear it until tuesday the 17th but that is what's going on and we will uh get a hold of the winner as soon as it happens so now we're going to be talking tonight about defenders the entire series yes all eight episodes and the latest episode of gotham which was fucking gangster (laughs) hell yeah we should start with that because that shit was dope do we even have a thing Where's the review? Oh, I didn't even put it in here yet. Faggot. I didn't have time to. I was working. Yeah. Talked about it on the way out the door. That's what they all say. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Gotham season four. You got ham? I got ham. I got ham. Rum ham. Rum ham. Rum ham. Dayman. Fighter of the Nightman. We have a fucking poster of that. Hell yes, we do. It's, It's like the non-nerdy nerdy poster yeah well they're superheroes and villains yeah you're damn right so yeah this is the season what season was this four season four premiere of gotham now if you watch any of the trailers you've seen uh bruce wayne becoming more batman like i guess he doesn't look like a bat but he's you know you've seen that and uh it's we're gonna get into it and it's really fucking cool and i there's some really good shit that happened. It was just, a, I don't know, it's one of the best episodes, I think. Like, just... Oh, my God, dude. This episode was excellent. There's been crazier episodes and whatever, blah, 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 but it just... Just good, man. Oh, my God. Here, wait. Go back to the news section. Um, I put the link in there so you could bring it up as well. Hopefully, if it updates fast enough for you. Um, but, no, so remember earlier... It's it's interesting because remember earlier when I, I said... Well, right when the episode of Gotham starts, there's a guy... <laughs> And I said, wow, that guy looks like Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And you said, yeah, dude, he could almost be his brother. <laughs> Is it his brother? 
Yes. It is his brother. <laughs> Michael Buscemi. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, it even sounds like him. Isn't that funny as shit, dude? I couldn't believe I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even know he had a brother, which is, it was just funny. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that story. I had no fucking clue. Uh, let's see here. Interesting. I know, man. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So, this episode, let's see, the plot here. Wow, that is so long. That is not what I wanted. I just want, like, a little tiny uh, thing. A little short recap. This is not going to happen that way. But basically, it was just... It, it, a lot A lot of the stuff that happens in this episode is... is the growth. Leading, yeah, the, yeah. The growth exactly. of Bruce Wayne is fucking just incredible. I hope he beefs up a little. Like he's getting taller, but he's so skinny. <laughs> he really is, dude. It's so funny though. And the 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 premise of the episode is that Peng- Penguin is handing out like crime cards, like licenses to be able to do crime. Yeah, to be able to do crime, and he's making everybody uh, sort of look for uh, comply. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that being the GCPD and. Everything like that. So, um, but it's very, it's very interesting. And, and each each individual character comes across this in a different in a different way. Um, and it's it's interesting to see how they react to it, uh, such as uh, Harvey and things like that. And, and Jim Gordon obviously is not a big fan of it, but Harvey makes him comply. And Bruce, you know, Bruce, they 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 mention it at one point, don't they? What? Like, there's like a vigilante out there taking it down who doesn't really care. About the, the licenses, or whatever. It's like ex- weird exposition. I, I don't know. I don't remember that. But it's just it's just cool to see this, and then you get then you get Scarecrow, and Scarecrow is fucking awesome. And in this episode, it's really really cool to see. Well, we could just talk about it. Where's our review? I brought it up, but it's just uh, it's it's really it's extremely long. <clears throat> All right. Well, the episode starts like. Uh, well, it ended last season with Bruce Wayne kicking some ass, like in the alley. Yeah, it looks and, like they uh, brought that right then. This season, it started right. Uh, he was doing that again, I think. Mm-hmm. And he found, and it's funny because like he jumped down, and he was beating these people up that were robbing these other people, and, and then like you know Bruce fighting these guys are like twice his size, and he's already kicking their ass, and they're adults with guns, right? And he fucks them up, and then he says, uh, and the other guys like, I have a license, and at first I was like. <laughs> Okay, like, and then like he picked it up, and it was like a license, and it said like, it had like a list of stuff of criminal stuff, and it had like looting and and like robbery marked off or something. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was pretty That's fucking weird. weird. Was, and because at that time you don't know what's going on. That's the first thing you see of it, so you're like, what the fuck? So yeah. then that so that happens, and Rachel Gould is watching. Yeah, which that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess this isn't as long as I thought. It just seems long. Yeah. Well, but it, this is here. Oh, uh, a gunman crash a wedding, and uh, Zaz arrives. Dude, Zaz in this episode is fucking awesome. He's just, he's crazy as shit. Like, you know, he's not quite as crazy as we've seen him. In, well, I mean, he's also uh, by the time we've ever seen him in comic books and getting the video games and shit, Batman's an adult. So who knows what happened between now and then? Yeah. But like, he fucking this just shows us more about this thing. The guys fucking crash a wedding. Try to rob it, and then Zaz is just like sitting there. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, I oh, just passing by. You guys don't have a license for this." And they're like, "We don't need no fucking license." And he's like, "Well, Penguin says you do." And 
Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, you can't take all four of us. And Zaz like shoots his fucking finger off. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> apparently he can. Yeah, then, there it is. The main leader, Michael Buscemi. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, then, and then my favorite part is he shoots his finger off and then uh, he like, you know, he, they run off, you know, and then uh, and the people at the wedding like start like circling Zaz like, thank you, thank you. And he goes, oh, there's no need to do that. It's like, these guys have a license <laughs> and like a bunch of dudes <laughs> walk in. It's I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, it's amazing. I love that. Uh, and then, all right, so there's a lot of like big things that happen in this episode that... I'm sure that if we had more energy in, at the time and didn't feel so shitty like we did this morning, we probably would have given this moment a staying ovation. But, but we'll get to that. The uh, There is... Yeah, so then we're talking about the uh, Scarecrow. So that's basically what the overall theme of this episode is. That these guys, against the Penguin's license, want to get want to harness the uh, the fear toxin. From the little, uh, what the hell is his name? Jonathan Crane. Yes. And um, so they bribe the warden of Arkham Asylum to get him out of there. And then they take him to his old home. And then they get these experimental drugs. And then they force them, uh, they force him to do more fear gas and use the scarecrow, which is fucked up. You know, they're basically making this dude face his fears. And that scarecrow is fucking crazy. But then they, they use it to like rob a bank. And they put, they spray everybody and. I mean, it's pretty crazy, man. Like, you can very much tell that, like, the special effects are happening, but, like, they look really good. You know what I mean? Because it's the fear toxin. I don't know. I just thought it was awesome. Yeah. It was uh, apparently, like, I didn't know that he taught him how to make it. I mean, I guess I kind of remember that, but I don't know if I remember that 100%. But it was uh, interesting. He, he was, like, freaked out constantly, and they took it. They made it. And they fucking used that to went to a bank and robbed the bank and were spraying it like in bug, uh, yeah, like bug or like fucking weed sprayers. Yep, right in people's faces and they were like they're demons and shit. <laughs> and Gordon's a good fucking detective. He's like this seems just like that. Like, like it just all falls right into place in his head. Like he just, I mean, I know it's a script, but still, it's just funny. Like he, yeah, yeah, he's, he's Gordon. He's the shit. He's smart as fuck. And then, um, so what is it? Not long after this, like. Bruce Wayne is be- basically he's just being like a detective this whole time. Like he's trying to get the. Uh, why does he want it? <coughs> want what? The the information about who's using the fear gas. Who? Bruce. I don't know if he was. Oh no, that's not what he wants. He wants the fucking list of yes. of crime. Because because uh, uh, well, all right. Well, there's a scene. There's a specific scene. Gordon's alone in the police department, which yes. doesn't happen often, and it's funny. And like. Gordon's like drinking coffee at his desk and he turned around and Bruce is just standing there like in his fucking black suit. He's just like, like Detective Gordon. He's like, uh, Bruce? And he like looks around like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, I was like, yes. And then like, I totally, I was like, if he doesn't fucking at one point turn around and Bruce is gone, I'm going to fucking, like, I'm going to be so happy. This is that moment I was just telling you all about that we, if I'm sure if we didn't feel so shitty this morning, we probably would have stood up and fucking clapped at the goddamn TV like it was a fucking I mean, I celebrated. Event. I was like, yeah! I mean, it was so fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was phenomenal. And it was just so funny. And then, dude, let's not forget what Zaz says. Do you remember? Well, I'm not done. Oh, okay. It was just funny. Like, cause he turns around. So, like, I, there's one point where they're talking, and then, like, Gordon turns around. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then he turns around, and Bruce is still there talking. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and then, like, uh... <laughs> 
and then so it goes again and then <laughs> and like you know uh gordon's talking and he does that he turns around talks and then turns around then bruce is gone and i was like yeah <laughs> it was fucking phenomenal oh yes dude it was amazing totally worth every second waiting for it just the the, the build-up and it's just it's amazing to see the first time it happens in this in this little gotham universe right. and then i think the point you're getting to is we see uh Selena Kyle and uh, what's her face? Tabitha. Tabitha Galavan. 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 Yeah. She. Uh, they're living together because at the end of the last season we saw that they started training, or she was like under her tutelage and she like saw the whip and we saw her whip and we're like oh fuck yeah she's gonna get that, and then uh, well first we see them she's fighting in the alley. she's just like walking down an alley and these guys are like five adults are just like hey baby and like they circle her and pull knives out immediately like it's just a regular thing. <laughs> Like, they just see, like, young teenage girls and, like, yeah, we're going to kill and rape this bitch. Like, that's just normal for these people. Yeah, it's just, it's Gotham. <laughs> Pretty sure they didn't have a license for rape. No. But, uh. Oh, God. So, like, they Is go, it bad that it went through my head that, to title the episode that? What? License for rape. You can't be on if you want to. <laughs> I mean, our last episode was called I Am Shit, Man. Yeah. It got edited on iTunes. What is it? Really? Yeah. What does it say? I am S dash dash T man. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> There's no like doubt over your mind what it is, but like she kicks their asses. I guess it was like a training thing because like uh, she beats their asses and then, uh, what's her name? Tabitha comes out and like hits one guy. Should never turn your guy turn your back unless you know he's down. And then she can we get pizza? And it's <laughs> like they go and as they're walking into the house, uh, into her little apartment, she's like, "If you steal my pepperonis again, blah blah blah." And they're just like having a fun little argument, and then. Fucking Zaz is there all of a sudden, just talking to them, like very serious. He goes, you know, when are you guys gonna come in and get your licenses? Blah blah blah. You know, very serious conversation. And then, oh yeah, so then <laughs> he literally just stops mid sentence and is just like, "Is that pepperoni?" And it's fucking hilarious, dude. I love that moment. And they're making, they're turning Zaz. I like what they're doing with him. It's funny. It was weird. He's like very serious. Like, when are you gonna come get your licenses? Is that pepperoni? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> He's I love goofy. it. All he's right, so, so badass. He's such a badass. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's so cold. I love it, but not in his comedic delivery. That's for sure. Perfect so flawless. We get Cobblepot uh, in his new club, the Iceberg Lounge. He's gonna in- inaugurate the new club, and he shows the attendees Edward Nig- Edward Nigma frozen in as a hall exhibition. Uh, Gordon is using advice from Bruce and visits him and taunts him and the gang does not fear him or taunts him that the gang does not fear him prompting the cobblepot to set the set to catch the gang the gang decides to take the club's inauguration and have Jonathan make more toxins and and basically they're going to come in and you know spray everybody with fear gas and um, they do it to Penguin who fucking hallucinates uh the Riddler, and he's crazy. Like it's a weird fucking the excuse he makes. He's like, he came out with the disease, and there's no cure for it yet. So we froze him, and we're gonna unfreeze him when there is a cure. And then he said in his final words, he says, "Please leave me out for everybody to see." I'm like, I was oh like, yeah, that sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I love it. Penguin or chicken? Yeah, that's funny. But like Bruce shows up to the party along when uh, Selena shows up because Tabitha seemed very against it. She she didn't want to work for Penguin. Oh, that was another funny thing. She goes, "Why the fuck should we?" You know, like he took my lounge. He goes, "You killed his mother." <laughs> like, I was like, "Yeah, you fucking did." Like, you did way worse to Penguin than he fucking has ever done to you. Right. Yeah. So 
Exactly. And then, like, we got Bruce and uh, Alfred are there, and then, you know, he do- Bruce talks to him a little bit, and he's very, uh, he, he has his Bruce Wayne thing down. Like, you know, he's very... Oh, for sure, yeah. You can see I'm his detective thing coming out of him. It's fucking dope. And yeah, so then he, he basically just, like, plays it up to learn who has, you know, who has the list... The master list of the like uh, criminals on the that are getting licenses. He makes Penguin think that he's okay with this idea because crime. I mean, statistically speaking, crime is at all time low in Gotham because of this. Apparently, he compared it to something that uh, they didn't uh, Caesar did in the Roman times or some shit, um, giving people certain rights to do things, and it, it made it to where random shit wasn't ha- whatever. Like, oh, that's interesting. I was just I was just <laughs> reading this down here. Um, the title of the episode is Pax Penguina. Yeah. Um, which is a play on the Latin phrase Pax Romana, meaning Roman peace. Yeah. So that makes sense. So, uh, I mean, he says that in the episode. And then, uh, so then he finds out that the the weird little guy, the weird little guy with the glasses is the one with the list. And then, uh, then we get a little conversation on the roof between Catwoman and all, I mean, Selena and, and Bruce. Yeah. And, uh,. Then we get to there's a scene where that guy, that guy with the glasses, is sitting in his office, and then all of a sudden the lights start flickering. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then guess who fucking walks in? Damn straight, dude. Motherfucking Batman. I Bat love boy. it. And we're just gonna see it like progress. Yes, I can't wait. To it's so fucking cool, dude. I can't wait. I wonder, I wonder when Lucius Fox is gonna start getting involved. Oh yeah, man. Because like in one of the trailers, you see he has more of a more of a mask than just the fucking ski mask. Mm-hmm. Has like an actual you know like armor looking type thing, kind of like Daredevil's mask. Right. It's gonna and, be really uh, fucking cool. So he like walks. He's like, I want the list, and the guy's like, You can't have it. And Bruce just walks up, takes it out of his hand, and leaves. Like, <laughs> yes, I can. Apparently. <laughs> and then the whole point was he was saying that you know he told Gordon he goes, not only does it say what people are can do, it's gonna show what they're going to do, so mm-hmm. we can be preemptive. <clears throat> and then uh, I think the only other notable thing was at the end where Bruce, you know, he shows up to this place where they're getting some museum or art store, whatever, they're getting robbed. And he's like, they're like, the alarm's going on. I'm like, fuck the alarms. We have licenses. Like, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. And he falls through the top. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then Bruce, like, falls through and, like, this hits the table. And we're like, that's not quite the Batman entrance, but... <laughs> I'll oh. work on it. <laughs> and then the uh, GCPD shows up, and, and uh, it's going to s- seem as though he was part of it. Yeah, the guys run off, and he's just there. And he's like, fuck, fuck. Like, the look on his face was straight horror. Yeah. And then the the little stinger they have at the end was yeah. uh, the scarecrow. Like, he, they left it, they left Crane in a room with a scarecrow. Not which just was, a room, like a little closet. Yeah, which he was hallucinating the scarecrow to, you know, be fucking horrifying. And then he, I don't know. I guess conquered the fear and he put the scarecrow outfit on and then when they come they come back and you know he shows up and the scarecrow comes out of the room and sprays Grady with gas with fear gas and that's how the episode ends which is awesome it's it's cool to see the scarecrows yeah he did it like out of his wrist and everything like like just like he does in the yeah it's really awesome I can't wait to see more it was a good episode man it was a great way to start the season I can't oh, wait for to sure. see how they continue for sure. This is like legitimately a Dark Knight Rising. Yes. Yeah, it's so cool. This is the most Gotham-y episode ever. For sure. The most Batman-y ep- You know, just like the growth of him is, you know, we haven't seen a lot of, you know, I mean, yeah, we have, but at the same time, it's been more about Gotham and more more revolved around uh, Gordon. But I love seeing this. I love it. I was hoping, I was like, because I thought it was going to be, we were never going to see anything until like the very end or something, but right. we are, and I'm happy about it. 
yeah, it seems that though they've changed their mind a little bit. Now, I, I guess it still could go the route of uh, Smallville, like a little bit. Like I don't really know how Smallville was set up. Well, he did. I mean, he was Clark. He was the red and blue blur. You know, right. He did stuff. He uses powers all the time. He, right. You know, and, and just at the very end, he became Superman. I guess. Like, but that's what that's what Ben McKenzie. That's the guy who plays Jim Gordon. That's what he said ages ago, man. Like two seasons ago, when Gotham first started, that, that we wouldn't see Cape and Cowl until the last episode of the series. Which, you know, whatever. That would be cool, but I would like to see you know at least forms of it happening over and over again until like the last the last bit. So that'd be it'll be really nice. But yeah, so that's that's Gotham, and so we're gonna move right into uh, Defenders now. This is we're doing this. I know it seems kind of spur of the moment. We didn't we haven't really talked much about the Defenders, and you know in the past. We did we did a talk on Daredevil and, and things like that, but this is sort of like a precursor because we got we were contacted by a lady and we're gonna do a special with her and you know, she does a special on like the Defenders, so we, we, we bought her book and we talked about this briefly last week, but we're hoping that possibly next you know, next podcast we can do the special with her if we can make it all work. And uh so we're kind of preemptively doing this in preparation. Yeah, because it's not going to be. That's not the episode we're doing. Is not the episode about defenders. We're just not about the show. Just about them, right? And it's going to be a pretty uh, unaverage take on on the Nerdtalklips podcast style. We don't typically do uh, things like that. So we're it's it's going to be really interesting. So just keep you know keep your eyes peeled and everything like that for for what's happening uh, on social media and stuff like that. So let's go ahead and get right into the defenders. Um, do you want to do the comic thing first and and. What comic thing? Like, you know, what, how the Defenders started and things like that. There's not a whole lot of information here. And then go into what the show was has become. Yeah. All right. So the uh, Defenders in the Marvel Universe, uh, it, it's a set of fictional superheroes or superhero groups with fluctuating memberships um, appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. They are usually presented as a non-team of individualistic outsiders who in their prior adventures are known for following their own agendas. The team often battles mystic and supernatural threats. Um, its original incarnation was led by Doctor Strange and included Hulk, Namor, and eventually Silver Surfer. They first appeared in the, uh, as the Defenders in Marvel feature number one in December of 1971. It's Doctor Strange and the Hulk, fuck. <laughs> Damn, and Silver Surfer, dude. That would, they would be fucking unstoppable. Yeah. Like... No, who the fuck is fucking with that? I don't really know much about Namor, but I assume he's pretty strong too. Yeah, he is. I think he was the first hero to fly. I think that was the whole debate against Superman because, like, Superman was not the first superhero to fly. Right. That's crazy. So uh, the group had a rotating lineup from 1972 until 1986, with Doctor Strange and the Hulk being usually constant members, along with a number of mainstays such as Valkyrie, Nighthawk, Hellcat, Gargoyle, Beast, and Son of Satan, and Luke Cage. Uh, and a large number of temporary members. The uh, publication was retitled near the end of the run as the New Defenders, but featured none of the original members and only Valkyrie and the and Beast and the, the Gargoyle of the former long-term members. The concept was modified in 1993-1995 series, The Secret Defenders, in which Doctor Strange assembled a different or assembled different teams for each individual mission. Oh, that's cool. The original team was reunited in a short-lived 2001 series by Kurt Busiek, 
and Eric Larson. In 2005, Marvel published a five-issue miniseries featuring the classic lineup um, by various people here, J.M. DeMatties, Keith Giffen, and Kevin McGuire. In December of 2001, writer Matt Faction and artist Terry Dodson launched a Defender series with a mixture of classic and new members, which lasted for 12 issues. The uh, Now, in 2017, a TV miniseries titled The Defenders came out on Netflix with a team consisting of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. <coughs> and that is what we are here to talk about today. So we're going to get right into episode one here. Yeah, so, I mean, we've watched Daredevil, two seasons of Daredevil, one, episode, one season of uh, Jessica Jones, one season of Luke Cage, and then one season of... Iron Fist. I didn't finish it. DJ never watched it, but there's a great video you can watch to cover to catch you up. And it goes, and then apparently right after Iron Fist leads right into this because most of the plot has to do with uh, Iron Fist. You know, most of the starting plot of Defenders right. has to do with how Iron. And Fist. I must say, I must say, even watching, just having watched the recap, I knew enough to get myself through without any trouble at all. You know, I mean, it's not you don't you didn't really need to learn a whole lot. Just pretty much who Colleen Wing was, and <laughs> and that Claire was there. So that's that's pretty much it. So let's go ahead and get right into episode one, entitled "The H Word." <coughs> you want me to do it? While hunting agents of the Hand in Com- Cambodia, Danny Rand, Iron Fist, Danny Rand being Iron Fist, and Colleen Wing are told that the war they are fighting is actually taking place in New York City. So they were following a lead in some ton- like they were in a sewer. S- system i guess and then uh there was this uh, hooded woman that was she pretty much you know she was badass she was fast you know she took a punch from iron fist and she disappeared and he's like fuck I'm like holy shit that crazy that bitch was crazy and i knew who it was immediately <coughs> and then uh so it says uh there matt murdoch has given up his life as the vigilante daredevil due to the death of electra and is uh, working as a pro bono lawyer you know he's uh, you know he you know showed his first case he was helping some kid got paralyzed by some means I don't know I don't really remember exactly how but he won the millions of dollars and he just wants to help he's you know he he's just a helpful person so he remains conflicted due to his feelings for Electra Nachos who is uh, Electra who who died in that last battle on the roof who she died for him actually like she stood in the way of a knife or a sword or whatever and it stabbed her. Who died fighting the hand? Uh, Luke Cage, his name cleared by Murdoch's sex partner. Murdoch, <laughs> not his sex partner, Foggy. Murdoch's ex-partner. <laughs> Murdoch's sex partner. <coughs> no, Murdoch's ex-partner, Foggy Nelson. <laughs> so, uh, and then so Luke Cage is out. So his name is cleared now. He doesn't have to hide. He doesn't have to be on the run. He can just be him. So, uh, and Foggy also now works for uh, fucking. I don't remember her name. She was in Hogarth. Hogarth, yeah. She was a very big part of uh, Jessica Jones. And uh, <laughs> his sex, I can't, I can't believe it. Fucking That's so funny. <laughs> Returned from prison to the streets of Harlem where police detective Misty Knight informs him of local kids who have been getting involved with the mysterious business and ending up dead. They all seem like accidents, but there's too many, it's too coincidental. It's not, there's no way. So after learning that all her major organs are failing and she has a little time to live. A woman informs her colleagues to speed up their plans. This Now, this woman is played by... What's her name? Uh, Alexandra. Oh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. So, it's uh, it's funny that she... I didn't realize she was in this show, 
because I saw like a meme about like what was in the big hole like I'm from Daredevil is on. Oh yeah. Like, what if it's just a giant Sigourney Weaver? And I was like, <laughs> well, that's a random ass thing to think about. Like, and she ends up being in the show. I was like, oh okay, at least at least that's where they got the basis. They I just- knew ages ago that she was going to be the villain in this <clears throat> show, and I totally forgot. And then watching this, I was like, oh yeah, dude, what the fuck? So it's Sojourn, and like she goes to like this doctor's lab or something, and he's like, even with your resources, he goes, you're still dying. There's not much that can be done, and. You know, uh, we learn later what you know what other stuff they can do, and uh, she is the leader of the hand. I mean, I don't know if that's too early, but whatever, it's kind of apparent because she has control. She, you know, she's with uh, what's her name, Madame Gao. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I thought Gao was the top dog, but she's not even close. Like, right? I mean, she is. She's one of the five fingers of the hand, but Alexandra is her name. I'm pretty sure she is the. Yeah, you're right. She's the thumb. I don't know. Like, what's the best finger in your finger? The middle finger. She's the fuck you. <laughs> That's the best finger. So uh, after learning that all her material, okay, blah, and, subse- and subsequently watches with watches with the resurrected Nachios as a large earthquake tears through New York. Now it's not an earthquake; they caused this. I don't remember. I don't remember how they did it. They just caused the you know big fucking earthquake all across New York. Everybody felt it. We saw like we saw scenes from Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Iron. F- you know everybody's you know, Iron Fist was just getting back to New York from Cambodia. When the earthquake was hitting and like it cracked the fucking landing pad, dude. I, you told me like right right when you were watching it, like this show is so fucking cool the way that that it does what it does. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You'll have like the the defender scenes and they look mm-hmm. totally different and separate from the Iron Fist scenes and the, the Luke Cage scenes. Yeah, the, the Luke Cage scenes are all like very Luke Cagey. Like, yeah, they're like all coated in yellow, like with a yellow overtone. Well, like, like each scene seems like it's coming straight out from their show. Like it's, yeah, it's fabulous. Oh, it's and like awesome. the Jessica Jones one have like a purpley undertone and and the same with the, with Daredevil, which is always like a darker and reddy undertone. It's it's cool. You can tell, you know, and that's the colors of them, so it's cool. But yeah, like, a, like the way I explained it to DJ, I was like, you see like Daredevil scene and it's like very dark from his show. And then Jessica Jones is like, I don't know how to explain it. And then you get like Luke Cage walking through Harlem with like fucking just straight black gangster rat playing in the back. You know, like it just. It's it, neat, it dude. Always, I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. I love and it's just like, and they do it with these weird little like transitions that like aren't, they don't, they aren't in any other show. You know, like they're like little 10 second like. Like it'll like zoom in on like a window in like a street, and then all of a sudden you're in Harlem, and like right. everything's yellow, and you're like, oh, this is you know we're about to find out what's going on with Luke, and then when they're all together, you know what I mean? It's all this like crisp, clear Defender style thing. You're like, fuck yes, like it's so neat. I love to see. The, the videography or whatever, whatever it is, the production. Like it's yeah, just... it's beautiful. So yeah, so like, we get Colleen and Iron Fist experience the earthquake as they're coming back. Luke Cage, the earthquake happens, and the grieving mother of the boy that died in the recent, the most recent car, uh, she he saved her from a falling over lamppost. Jessica Jones was investigating uh, some; she found some explosives by anonymous caller by a woman that comes that her husband was missing, and he's very important in this. Can't believe it's not mentioned in this. And uh, you know she is following him because she gets a call saying, "Don't come, you know, don't follow me," and then. She finds where he was, and there's like a bunch of C4, like a fucking, like they like could level a city block, like what they, I think they were saying. Yeah, there. it was a fuckload. And then uh, Daredevil was in his apartment, and then shit was going crazy, and he heard shit going, and so he went, people were robbing and shit, and like uh, he went out and did his Daredevil thing, but as Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. He was like kicking ass as Matt Murdock. It was pretty, I love watching him fight. It's fucking <laughs> cool. 
he was really weird in this in this show for a while and I, but I loved it like it was really different he does he's a really good actor yeah agreed he doesn't he doesn't he plays blind well yeah for sure so let me get into episode two mean right hook all right so Jones Jessica Jones calls the police but Misty Knight sees her taking some um, evidence as she leaves the scene Cage follows some leads on a on some local kids and finds them being sent to clean up the work or a workshop where several enemies of the hand have been murdered rand and wing are also investigating the workshop leading to a fight between rand and luke cage which uh only ends when the police arrive so let's talk about that fight for a minute well let's talk about the scene first they fucking right. him and colleen are investigating and they found they we learned later that they were the, the that all the dead people in this room were the member of the uh the fucking what's sticks organization the chase the chase and these guys just start walking in and now we know they were hired by this guy this black guy you know luke cage was watching this black guy in a white hat giving these guys orders they got in the van and they went and then we saw those same people coming in with like hazmat type suits and gas masks and they were spraying like fucking acid on these bodies like it was like fucking <laughs> melting them like it was crazy yeah and so like the iron fist and them confronts them and then they they're not fighters they were just cleanup crew so they take off running, and then Iron Fist uh, had that boy that Luke Cage was trying to protect up against the wall, and that's when the fight breaks out. Right. <clears throat> this fight was crazy. It was really, really interesting. I actually I, I missed it the first time, but we watched it Dip last shit. week. What? Dipshit. Dipshit. That's right. <laughs> but it was really cool. I love, like, whenever he... Because, like, like you said, like, Luke Luke is always, like, rolling his eyes when he's fighting people. Because people hit him, and it doesn't do anything. So he's like, oh, my God. Like... <laughs> Because they try so hard, I love it. But nobody tries as hard as Iron Fist, dude. Man, like he, well, because uh, well, first Iron Fist has him against the wall, and like he comes up, and then Luke Cage like throws him off, and like Iron Fist like stands up, and then Luke Cage is like, "Oh, you want some more, huh?" And, <laughs> and then like Luke Cage, like Iron Fist just does all this martial arts. He's like, and, like it's doing nothing. He like does this thing where he like jumps on his hand and like double kicks him in the chest, and it does not like it. It's like doing some amazing martial arts, which is very ineffective. It was so funny to me. I loved it. It's dude. It's hilarious. And then and then so like once Luke realizes that like you know what i mean that this guy's not really doing anything and then fucking he like what was he he like whoops his ass and then fucking punches the shit out of him well he he like kicks him in the back of the neck and then luke cage does that face he's like oh fuck okay and like, he like punches him down to the ground and first is like he's like on his hands and knees and you see that hand start glowing and then he it comes out slow motion dude and he fucking that right hand h- hits luke cage's face and it's like yeah dude, and he fucking flies into the wall <laughs> but it was awesome. luke was so he was fucking flabbergasted <laughs> could do this to me like, crazy i love that but, uh I, I, where the fuck did i leave off here over that whole scene that scene was fucking awesome and then like well so they run off uh luke cage and iron fist run off and uh that boy ends up getting arrested right so the mysterious woman alexandra is informed that her group's plans have been halted by a mystical wall alexander believes this may actually be a door and interrogates an old enemy stick for answers on this yeah, he was like tied up i don't even i don't think they even showed how he got caught he was just <laughs> no. tied up in the basement or whatever <laughs> stick is so weird dude uh so jones is warned off her investigation by a lawyer jerry hogarth who later tells nelson to keep any fallout from jones's actions away from their firm now nelson being a uh, murdoch's sex partner <laughs> <laughs> right you can't forget that um Jones returned to her apartment to find the missing man, John Raymond. They were attacked by Electra, but he kills himself first. Jones chases Electra, and it, but is caught and arrested by night. 
Uh, Murdoch soon arrives to serve as Jones's lawyer. And we can't forget she, Jones was covered in blood too. So yes, very, yes. Very, uh, that was this scene was so cool. Like whenever she's being interrogated in the thing, and and Matt shows up and just like I'm your lawyer. I was like, fuck yes. So it's all in trailer. Yeah, it was just so cool. Um, they had made a, an agreement with uh, Nelson to carry out some of his extra work. It's pretty cool. So we can move on right on to episode three, entitled Worst Behavior. It says here, uh, months ago, the hand acquired the ancient weapon Black Sky, the body of Nachos. And, okay. Um, let's see, the body of Nachos. I totally lost my spot. Uh, and use that, and use the last of their resources to resurrect her under Alexander's tutelage. Um, the Black Sky was prepared to fight as a, a weapon against the Hand's enemies. And now Jones dismisses Murdoch's help, but she but he becomes interested in her case and begins investigating it himself. Cage tells his girlfriend Claire and Temple about his fight uh, with with Rand, whom she knows. She goes, he's like, he had this crazy fist, and she goes, "What? Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, what you already said something about Jones and uh, Iron, oh, like Daredevil like starts following her. Yes, I love this scene. I can't believe she didn't realize. I mean, she's a good, she's a good PI, so I guess she has that ability. But Daredevil, he could be so far from you, but still know. So the fact that she caught on was amazing. That was impressive enough. Yeah, dude. She this scene was so cool because then you know, and then she she like stops, was smart enough to like stop and then throw him off the scent, and then she like watched him like fucking jump like up an alleyway. She was like, what the. <laughs> Fuck! He's like walking out. He like puts his cane away, and then like she like comes up and just from behind him, he's like pew pew pew, like just bouncing. Up. She's like taking pictures. Like Jesus, <laughs> it was it was really cool to see. I loved it. Uh, so let's see here. Yeah. So yeah, Luke tells Claire about the uh, his fight with Rand, who she knows. The temple organizes a meeting between the two, hoping that they can work together to fight the hand. But they clashed over their respective backgrounds. Inspired by some of Cage's comments, Rand decides to take. A, Take a different approach and use his corporate influence to find the hand's new front, Midland Circle. Cage visits visits the mother of one of the local kids and or that the hand had hired, while Jones investigates Raymond's job, which is the guy that was in jail that we saw. Right. He asked him. He saw him. He visited him in jail, and he's like, "I can help you." He's like, "Just fuck off." Like, it's like, just visit my mom. He's like, "Give me those lottery tickets." Call lottery tickets. He's like, "You'll know what." Like, very cryptic, but it ended up working. <laughs> yeah. And that's how that's how Luke discovers Midland Circle. Yeah, there was um, a box on top of her thing where she puts all of her lottery tickets because he's been buying them for her with his lunch money for years. And he finds right. like a stack of money and uh, like a Midland Circle parking ticket or not? Like a yeah, like attached money. to the money. Yeah, something. It was weird. Um, so uh, Luke arrives there to help Rand fight the hand. Soon followed by Jones and Murdoch, they are attacked by the Black Sky, but Rand drives her off. But there's one thing I want to talk about that made me laugh hard as fuck. It might be in this next episode. I'm not sure. I don't think it is. It was. It was during. It was before they all had met it together. But there's like a scene where Luke is like in the whatever you want to call their like do, Colleen Wings dojo, right? And they're talking, and and Danny Rand's explaining to Luke like what happened to him. He's like, yeah. He's like, I, uh, you know, I have to focus my chi and all this stuff like that. And he's like, and I put my uh, hand into the molten heart of the dragon he goes no you did not yeah. there ain't no dragon like i was dying dude it was so funny okay i can't it's what's see i've never understood like in these comic book shows and movies that people are skeptical at this point like like <laughs> the avengers exist in this universe because they mentioned them so, yeah like, you know this incredible hulk exists you know there was an alien invasion you know there's a god a fucking norse thunder god fucking thor right 
So you're telling me that oh you don't believe there's a one with dragon um, <laughs> of all the like and he, and it's funny you know it, even later on like whenever they have like a moment where they're talking about the uh, that again and Luke just like rolls his eyes like fuck I don't want to hear about this yeah. and he just like decides later he's like so molten dragon huh molten yeah. dragon that must have hurt that's quite a bit down the road. no yeah I know I just it's funny but so like they go in there well they they. Rand comes to the point where he's like, we can't always fight this, so he's like, he can't fight as Iron Fist, maybe he'll fight as Danny Rand, so he goes in there in a suit and represent his company instead, because he found discrepancies in their fucking money laund- money bullshit, and he goes in there, confronts them, and then like the whole table is just full of hand people, Alexandra walks in, and she goes, take him, and then they start fighting, he starts kicking their asses, and then guys with guns come in, and that's when Luke shows up, and he blocks the bullets, and then you know, they all start fighting, and then... Oh, and like yeah, and like and the, Murdoch like grabs. Well, him, Murdoch, and Jones were in the the bottom. That's right. That's right. He he walked in, and she was there. She goes, "I have proof." And then like he's like, "She's like, what was up? Like, what kind of blind person can do the stuff you just did?" She goes, "What are you talking about?" She goes, "I have proof." He like grabs the camera and smashes it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he heard something, so he's like, "Fuck, we gotta." Like he heard gunshots, so he's like, "Gotta go," and he just fucking takes off. And then it was crazy. It was so this was funny to me that he takes off in such a way. You know, he's like running upstairs and he's fucking running through shit. And he's going. Doing all this crazy, amazing shit, and then like when he gets to the top, finally Jessica Jones just gets there in the elevator at the same time. Like, right? Why didn't he just take the fucking elevator? Then? <laughs> like he did all that for nothing. I yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't really think too much about that. Because as soon as he got out there, she's there. He's like, oh, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, like, they go and they funny. all fight together, and it was awesome. He has his like, he has her uh, slick scarf, scarf around his face, and then like, uh, you know, he he starts fighting Electra, but he couldn't. Feel he she has no heartbeat and shit I think mm-hmm. or something, so he couldn't hear her and then he finally realized I think smelling or just over the time he realized it was her and he's like fuck he's like Electra like and they're fighting and right when she's like about to kill him Iron Fist like comes in with his his fist and like punches the sword like that shit was so all dope all the way down to the hill and it blasts her through oh the my god that shit was awesome <laughs> I love that mm-hmm. and then they, that was when the, what they all get in the elevator yeah he's they all get in the elevator and not look like Iron Fist has a look on his face who's are you people like, <laughs> What the fuck? Like, where, where, where is this coming from? Crazy, dude! I loved that. Oh, it was awesome. Fuck yeah! The whole scene, that scene was cool. Like, when they were just all in the elevator together. Look, they're all, they all look dumbfounded. Like, yeah. I mean, really, Jones really already good. knows Luke Cage, and Luke Cage and Iron Fist already know what each other can do. Iron Fist doesn't know anything about Jones or Daredevil, and Luke doesn't know Daredevil. So it just, it was just interesting seeing their reactions to each other. Yeah, it was awesome. And the, the, the next episode was really cool too. Royal Dragon episode four. Uh, Rand, Cage, Jones, and Murdoch escape to a nearby restaurant to hide out. Uh, so like they go in there and like it's like a Chinese Japanese restaurant or some shit. And uh, he's like, "How do you like? How did you get them to comply?" Or he's like, "Oh, I just had a, I just bought, paid for the rent for the next three years or some shit." And he's like, and then all of a sudden like the caterers just started bringing out food. And Luke's like, "What the fuck? We're not going to eat right now." He goes, "That was also part of the fucking agreement." Yeah, I had to buy everything on their menu. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I had to order two of everything on the menu. I was like, "Oh shit!" So they're. Uh, with everyone introduced, Rand proposes that they work as a team to defeat the Hand. But Murdoch is unwilling to get involved. He's like, I don't want anything to do with this. He goes, fuck this. He goes, I'm out of this. I was just... Wait, wait. This is where we get that other scene that you, were, that you called me to tell me about whenever when they all when they all go in there. And they're like, we got to make sure all the lights are off. you got to make sure it looks like you're closed. He's like, the lights are still on. I smell the neons. He goes, who smells neons? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Luke's just like, who smells neons? Because like, they don't know that he can do right. what it's, he's doing. I love it, man. It's beautiful. So Murdoch's very apprehensive. Uh, Jones, Jessica Jones is also not, she's never really a team player. None of them are really, you know, at this point, Rand's the only one that he's like, because he has a mission. 
Daredevil kind of gave up on it. Uh, Jones and Luke Cage are just now knowing who the hand are, so they don't really know. But only the only ones with experience with the hand are Rand and Murdoch. So, uh, and Jones leaves. You know, she's like, fuck this. Eventually, she just leaves. Like, she's like, I can't, I'm not going to deal with this. And then uh, Stick escapes from the hand, and, you know, he's down there, and then uh, Electra comes in. And they are, they are like, he's like fighting them and he like cuts his own hand off and he like runs away. Like he's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> but before that though, he shows up to uh, Colleen's uh, dojo and says, where's, where's the fist? Yeah. And so then he shows up there and he that says. That was a pretty good stick impression. I've <laughs> 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 been practicing it on. So uh, he explains that a long time Where's ago, the, the elders of <laughs> that the elders of Kunlun came together to study the healing powers of Ki. <laughs> but five among them wished to use this power to live forever and were cast out. They become the five fingers of the hand, and include Alexander, who has gone by many names through the centuries. Madame Gao, Sawande, who has been recruiting the Harlem kids. The black, the white hat. I think the white hat was his name. Murakami and the recently deceased Bukato, Bakudo. Murakami, like his. He only speaks Japanese, but he understands English. It's very weird. Like he, like he only t- he never talks English. I don't think ever. He always talks Japanese. Mm-hmm. But everybody else around him is talking English. But he's responding in Japanese. It's just weird. <laughs> it but is really uh, weird. It's re- it's weird when you watch him with subtitles. Yeah, all the scenes with Alexandra, I was like, I was like, there's like hints. I was like, man, she's been along for a live for a long time because she says, uh, there's two scenes in specific. She was watching the the instrument, the the people playing instruments yeah and the girl walks up and says yeah he the the composer was feeling this she goes no actually the composer was being petty and blah 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 blah. and she goes i'm so amazed by your historical knowledge i'm like because that bitch was there right like i I felt that and then she was eating some food and she goes tell them that they did it exactly how they made it in this country said i can't remember exactly but she said a specific country he goes oh you must be talking about they call it this now she goes, you know, well, not when I was there. Like, right. It was, so there it was, it was like little hints that she's been alive for a fucking long time. And uh, Bakudo was at the end of Iron Fist. He was the one that trained uh, Colleen, and she was part of the hand, which now she's not. But I think uh, Iron Fist beat him. I think he killed him, I think. Um, but he obviously came back because they can do that. So now the hand have defeated all the oppo- uh, that oppose them except for Stick and the Iron Fist. Alexander arrives and offers to spare New York if Rand leaves with her, so they they need him. <clears throat> Since their plan requires the Iron Fist, but he rejects her offer. So they get into a fight. Uh, it was weird that Japanese guy. I think yeah, that Japanese guy comes in. And he was like beating up Luke for a minute, like he mm-hmm. was hurting him. Like, oh yeah, just in in a way like he was hitting him just in the right spots. Apparently that it was like harming him. Yeah, he's a fucking strong motherfucker. So he uh. So they get in a big brawl, big brawl in the fucking restaurant, and uh, Jones like just like, comes in with a fucking truck. I, th- I think she threw it in there. Yeah, because she walked in behind it. Well, I thought she drove it in there, and then she just walks in behind it. I'm like, fuck, yeah, damn! So <laughs> I know she's strong, but God, dude, she's fucking stronger than I thought, for sure. Yeah. So they get in a, a big fight, and then uh, uh, the hand ends up leaving. They all like run off, and then uh, Luke got hit by like this truck. Like smashed by this fucking big ass garbage truck or semi truck something, and then it was end. Yeah, dude, I was like, holy shit! <laughs> All right, so episode five takes shelter. The hand converges on the restaurant, and Murdoch lures the black sky away from the fight. Uh, when he calls Electra, she flees, but not before preventing 
Murakami from Killing Murdoch. Uh, Cage is able to kidnap Sawande while the others escape. Uh, after Sawande warns that their loved ones will be targeted next, they convince their friends to stay with uh, Knight at the police precinct until they uh, are out of danger. Right? Yeah, are out of danger. While doing this, uh, Wing is confronted by the, a resurrected Bakudo who unsuccessfully attempts to recruit her to his cause after raising her as a member of the Hand before she met and joined with Rand. Murdoch decides to take up his daredevil identity once again, something that concerns the leaders of the Hand uh, due to his relationship with Nachios. Murakami questions Alexander's reliance on the Black Sky to complete their goals and notes that they can all be killed now and that the resources were used on Nachios. He suggests that they devise a new plan without Alexandra. Stick decapitates Swande, and he attempts to escape capture, or when he attempts to escape capture. Yeah, like they like knocked him out, and then uh, I love that scene though because like Daredevil like puts a suit on, and then he comes in with his cane thing, mm. like wraps it around his neck, and then like lo- like I think Iron Fist was like, "That is awesome," and Luke Cage <laughs> like, "It's pretty cool." Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, those those things are uh, badass. Yeah, I love it. That dude can take fucking. I mean, like this dude could we would not break. You know what I mean? He's one of the yeah. The, well, they train him that way. Like Iron Fist is trained the same way. He probably would never break either. Like it's crazy. They're brutally trained. Like so, yeah. I mean, so yeah. He straight cuts his head off, which we learn in Iron Fist. That's the only way to kill these people because they did that to uh the, that one guy. I don't fucking even remember his name. But then we get into episode six: Ashes, Ashes. Now, realizing that the hand wants Iron Fist as a key to unlock something, the group decides to hide Rand away while they continue the fight. However, Rand does not comply and attacks the others. And we get into an awesome fucking fight between him and Daredevil, which was so cool. I love that fight. Oh, hell so yeah. Good. It was awesome. And like, uh, so like, they, it was just their martial, one martial arts versus another, they fight so differently. You know, like, like Daredevil does lots of flips and shit. It's very cool. And then Jones, like, steps in and, like, throws him down and then... Luke Cage steps up behind, and then fucking, like, this part was badass. DJ even <laughs> sent me a video. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was fucking crazy, dude. He, huh? like, takes his fist and punches Luke Cage right in the chest, but it creates, like, a shock. Like, Luke Cage flies back. Everybody flies back. It's like, like Everything just fucking, sh- it was crazy. It Big was awesome. So they end up stopping him and uh, tie him up with Cage and Stick watching over him while Jones and Murdoch continue the investigation of Raymond. Uh, Nachios begins to regain memories of her previous life, but Alexandra insists that she is not that person anymore. Meanwhile, the other leaders of the Hands uh, learn of Swande's death and continue to lose faith in Alexandra's leadership. Murdoch and Jones learn that there is something beneath Midland Circle, a hole to which Murdoch had come across previously when dealing with the Hand. They return to the group with plans of attacking the building. It was a very weird scene, because they go to that house of that mom, that the husband's that guy mm-hmm. and they go to his wife and daughter's home he's like can I play your piano and he, like, he plays it and then like there was something like a paper in there and, like I was like did he smell the paper and then went over there was it all part of his plan or like was it just all happened well no she had said like she, she it was something that the girl said she's like yeah he would do all these things and blah 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 and he would like sit at the piano and stare at it for hours but never play it and like Matt was just like Oh, like he kind of like took notice. Oh, I like, missed that part. Yeah, he like he was just like interesting. Can I play your piano? Like, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I have to agree with you. It was a very strange thing, but like that was essentially what had happened. Like, smart. That's some fucking out of the box thinking on Matt Murdock's, right? Uh, whatever you want to call it. 
I don't know where you left off. Uh, Murdoch. Okay, so like they come back with the plans because they found a uh, blueprints of the building, uh, like uh, of that part, you know. Right. So they uh, they return to the group with the plan that we're talking the building to find Stick attempting to murder Rand to keep the hand from using him, <laughs> and right before that he was he used some like gas on Luke. It was like a weird fucking incense. Yeah, like knocked Luke out, and uh, he was like about to kill Rand, but they are interrupted by Electra who kill who kills Stick and takes uh, Danny. Alexander gloats to the other leaders about his victory. Like, right as they were about to turn on him. Turn on Alexandra. What are you laughing about? <laughs> Where's the fist? <laughs> <laughs> so right when they were, like, about to turn on Alexandra, she goes, you guys can't. You can't do this anymore. We got to do this without her. And then she, like, walks in with Iron Fist. So they're like, well, fuck. Like, when they put our foot in our mouth. Right. And so Alexandra gloats to the other leaders about this victory. And then is immediately murdered by Electra. Head chopped straight off. Oh, she chopped her head off, right? Well, yeah, or yeah. She, it was a, it was a funny. It was interesting. It was almost not, not necessarily funny, but she was just like, "Go kill, go kill uh, the detective and the and the bulletproof guy and whatever and and the Devil of Hell's Kitchen, whatever his name is." And then next thing you know, she's being fucking murdered by Electra, and she's like, "His name is Matthew." I was like, "Whoa, holy fuck!" I wasn't expecting it at all. It was crazy. And then she, uh, yeah, so she claims leadership of the hand. Very, very interesting. I am the leader now. Like you think we're going to listen to you? There's all, all, us and you. She goes, you can try. <laughs> Where's the fist? All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I don't funny. even know if I could do it again. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> I can't even handle myself, dude. That's so funny. <laughs> Episode seven, Fish in the Jailhouse. <laughs> uh <laughs> Jones, Murdoch, and Cage wake up in the police precinct as suspects for the murders of Swande and Stick. They tell Knight about the hand, but try not to go into details or let her get involved, much to the chagrin. What the fuck is chagrin? The chagrin of her superiors. It's like a like a emotion, like they're the happiness. Intriguing. All right, uh, so the remaining fingers of the hand agree to let Nachios pursue her goals, hoping that she will grant them access to the substance they need to avoid death. The last of their supply was used on Nachios. Um, she takes Rand below the building to the mystical door that will uh, that they need him to open. Jones, Murdoch, and Cage escape the precinct and go to Midland Circle, where they are confronted by Gao, Bakudo, and Murkami. Uh, a badass fight happen ensues directly after this wing soon arrives to help oh chagrin means distress or embarrassment and having failed or been humiliated interesting okay so yeah so this fight in the in the in the, the like parking garage of midland circle was awesome everybody fucking unloads everything that they can on the fucking fingers of the hand and it was awesome yeah and fucking madam guy was fucking shit up dude like her tell her from what I gathered, though, I was looking it up. The, this telekinesis powers of hers or whatever she can do is just for the show. I think she was just created for the show, even. Really? Yeah. Huh. Who are... Interesting. That's so weird. I, I don't... I don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure I looked at it, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, she has these abilities, and... It was pretty crazy. I mean, they're pretty <clears throat> crazy fucking abilities, dude. She's powerful. I'm talking about them fighting in that, like... Yeah, they in were the parking fighting. garage of the Midland Circle, yeah. Yeah, so, like, the... It, it, they're all badass, but you know, like uh, the defenders seem to have the upper hand in this. Dude, I love it whenever, like, whenever they escape, like there, there's like a like a gas line or something that 
gets busted open and like they light it on fire. He's like light, and then like he like crushes the gas line open, and then he like sl- smashes his sword on the ground and causes sparks. Yeah, it was really really cool. And then Luke just walks over and just like crushes the pipe shut. I was like, f- I love it when he like does shit like that. Yeah, then he like takes guns and just bends them in half. I'm like, fuck yes, dude. Yeah, he's a beast. It, it's so fucking cool. Uh, let's see, where did I fucking? Uh, yeah, so wing shoes up. Wing shows up to uh, aid the defenders. Um, the group drives the fingers of the hand away. Knight and Temple arrive soon after, and Knight agrees to stall the police while the others get to Danny. Um, Nachios tricks Rand into thinking or into opening the door, causing a blast that knocks the power out throughout the city. Rand awakens beneath the skeleton of a dragon. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, like she like well like before that they like she like she steals all that C four from the police lockup. Yeah, and she's like, "We're gonna blow this place up." And then like Luke's very, he's like, "No, we can't fucking do that." And they're like, "There's nobody in here." And he's like, "We know we gotta end this now." Blah blah blah. And so they all come to an agreement finally that they're gonna just blow it up. Right. All right. So now we're into the last episode, the finale, if you would, entitled "The Defenders." So. Gal explains to Rand that the substance that the hand uses for resurrection comes from the bones of the dragons. Just as his as his iron fist abilities came from the dragon. The hand begins harvesting the skeleton, uh, which will weaken the foundations of the city and cause widespread destruction. Wing and Temple place the explosive so so as to destroy the building once the others escape. They are confronted by Bakuto, who cuts off Misty Knight's arm. Yeah, I've been waiting for this. I was like I was like, this has to happen in this episode. I was like, this fucking... Because Misty Knight's known... She, her and Colleen are partners in the comic books. Like they have, I think they have their own comic book series, I believe. And then, So she has like a robotic arm, a bionic arm of some sort. And I was like, it's got to happen. It's going to happen. And then It's built by Tony Stark. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. I look, when I looked it up afterward, after you and I had talked, I looked it up. Yeah, Tony Stark gives her a bionic arm. And then uh, finally, there's a scene where Colleen's fighting Bakudo. And, and, she, and then fucking what's-her-name walks in. Like, with a gun pointed at Bakudo, I'm like, this is where it's going to happen. Like, I was like, this is definitely where it's going to happen. It has to happen here. And then it does. Yep. <laughs> she, like, fucking gets in the way, and then uh, she has her arm straight chopped the fuck off. And so Colleen Wing kills Bakudo, but his body sets off the timer for the explosives. Jones, Murdoch, and Cage arrive in the cavern to help Rand, but they fight the members. Yeah, and they fight the members of the hand together. These fights were fucking awesome, too. They're all down there together? Yeah. It was, it was so fucking cool. I loved it. Um. So when Murdoch realizes that the explosives are about to go off, he gets the others to leave immediately. He remains to plead with Nachios, and the two are together, along with Gao and Murakami, as the building implodes above them. The entire situation is covered up by authority. So there's one more thing in regards to uh, Jessica's strength. She fucking held that goddamn elevator up. Yeah, she caught it and grabbed it. I yeah. was like, holy shit! Even yeah. fucking Luke and, and they're like, Danny wow, were like, holy god, man. She's like, you better fucking start climbing right now. I mean, it was probably like uh, the limit of her ability almost. I mean, she didn't seem like she was in too much pain, but I mean, she wasn't stressing too much. But then, like that fight with uh, Electra and him were pretty good. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, they were getting pretty exhausted at the end, and she like apologizes to him, and then they just uh, crumbles down. It was sad, dude. Yeah. So like, uh, the entire team's up there, and they watch the building just implode, and then you know everybody believes that Murdoch is dead. You know, and, you know, which, I mean, he, he, and all right should have been. Yeah. So it was really sad. It was a very teary-eyed moment, and, you know, it shows, like, a little bit later, 
and shows them they meet at they're like at the bar and he goes like he's like you know he was a good guy you know shit like that and a good guy died today but it wasn't really it wasn't really setting in until i saw foggy i was like oh shit man he's probably oh when they all up. walked in they didn't and then he didn't walk in and then foggy and what's her face hugged and yeah well, that, that i was, was like oh man so then, just because we've had the most time with them yeah and i just felt i don't know i felt for them so the entire situation is covered up by authorities. Rand Jones look Cage look to move on with their lives, protecting their their different parts of their city. And then uh, at the very very end, we see somebody laying in the bed, and it ends up being Murdoch, all bandaged up, and he like opens his eyes and they're like get get this person, he's awake, or I can't remember who they. It was said. like nuns. Yeah. So it was really cool. It was also cool seeing uh, Danny Rand on top of the building, like, and he like lights his fist up, and he's wearing like some sort of like. I think they tried suit. to make you think it was Daredevil at first. Yeah. I was like, I mean, it was still pretty cool. I want to see the random. I want to see him wearing that like yellow fucking head thing with the eyes. I yeah, I don't know. Bare chested. Wonder if that. I just saw something about uh, Iron Fist season two happening soon. I guess I'm gonna have to watch Iron Fist at some point, like legitimately. But but yeah, I mean, definitely worth the watch. I'm glad that I'm glad that we did this. We watched it. You know, we binged it in a week. And, oh, dude, you know what would be fun to do right now? Bring up on your fucking... Because you have awesome-ass speakers. Bring up the trailer for uh, Punisher. Okay. I don't know if you've watched it or not yet. I haven't seen it. But that would be it would be really cool to watch. This one? I think so, yeah. We they have Metallica as the Dude, this show is going to be fucking nuts.
truth must be taken. That looks dope. This year, soon. That's what they say. Much speculation as to when it's actually going to be coming. I don't really know. Well, I can't wait, dude. That show looks bad. A lot of people think that they might drop it it uh like right before Justice League or or the second week of Justice League being in theaters just because Marvel, you know what I mean, likes to fuck with DC and shit like that. So, I don't know. That'll be interesting. Yeah. But that's it. That's what we got. Uh we'll, you know, we'll keep you guys posted, you know, about uh our special with uh Miss Heather Ness and or Mrs. Heather Ness, I guess I really don't know. Um and the uh psychology of superheroes and things like that. So, it'll be really really interesting. But until next time, we'll see ya. Bye-bye.